Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Welcome everyone to a very special episode of the Next Issue Podcast. Today I have a guest and I'll let them introduce themselves. We are going to talk about a project they're working on. We got a Kickstarter and then also just talk about comics. So say welcome to my guest. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm Kat. I'm Kat Calamia. Most people know me as Comic Uno on the internet. I do YouTube comic book reviews and uh, I also work for DC Comics, DC Universe and Newsarama. But right now, I have a comic book coming out, or is already out, uh, for a Kickstarter, Like Father, Like Daughter. It's about a high school girl. Father left her, become a full-time superhero. Everyone in the world loves him, except for her, and then she inherits his abilities. So we're up to issue seven. Uh, the Kickstarter has some awesome variant covers, uh, really digs deep into the story, and uh, as low as a dollar, you get like free uh, 10 indie books. So I really try to give bang to your buck for anyone who supports Great. That's great. Um, so let's go back a little bit. Well, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I'm trying to remember if I found your YouTube channel first or your Twitter uh, first, but I definitely enjoy watching the your top 10 on Wednesdays of like, you know, what, what you've read throughout the week. Um, I find it amazing that you've had a chance to read 10 books and then make a video. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I do it either. Uh, I guess I'm a quick reader. Uh, yeah, I, I've been doing that for about like 10 years now, which is crazy. So I'm 26. I've been doing it since high school. And, uh, you know, obviously the channel's changed a bit throughout the years, but yeah. it's always been about comics. And, and I love that people get to talk about their favorite books of the week. For sure. But uh, so how did, how did you get into comics? So my dad actually got me into comics when I was super young. I honestly don't remember when it was because that's yeah. how young I was like he used to read like Silver Age Superman comics to me and uh, as I grew older uh, around when like the Tobey Maguire movies came out and you know you, you grow up especially in like my generation you grow up with superhero TV shows and movies so I, I started like getting into Marvel more and and then as I started reviewing comics and having a pull list when I was in like eighth grade or in high school um, I really started pulling from Marvel, DC, and, and high school, I'd say, was more me getting into indies as well. Mm -hmm. And now I just read everything, I, you know, from the indies to DC, Marvel, to Kickstarter books, I, to Webtoons. I, I really try to read as many comics as I can. Yeah, th there's so many ways to read comic books and just graphic uh, sequential art. Like, it's, it's amazing. Like, uh, one of my favorite things right now is the Shonen Jump app where I can read some manga and it's such a good deal, but like webtoons and all that stuff, um, it just makes it very accessible for everyone. Um, yeah, and a lot of people are reading there. Mm -hmm. There's like uh, more than people go to the comic book shop yeah. are reading webtoons. Yeah, which is, I mean, it makes sense just because it's so much so accessible. But there's just, you know, like one of the things I enjoy the most is going on Wednesdays to pick up my my stuff. Um, you know, ch taking a break from the day. So, so that's, that's great. Uh, have you read anything recently that you're pretty excited about? 
recently. I feel like there's so many good books out there. Uh, from the indies, I think the indies had a really good uh, year this year. Uh, like, I really like Red Mother. I think mm-hmm. Seven Secrets is really good from Boom. Uh, Image has some good books. Firepower is out. Uh, Stillwater is good. Um, Scumbag was really good, which was surprising. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then, like, you know, some of the classic stuff I enjoy from Marvel. Uh, we're kind of in, in hiatus right now, but, like, Jane Foster and Spider-Gwen, like, they just kind of ended, but they're coming back. So, yeah. But I've been enjoying that. And then from DC, I would say mostly the Batman stuff because they've really dwindled with their line. Uh, so it's hard to say, oh, I really like Teen Titans. That's ending. So I really like Suicide Squad. That's ending. So it's every, it's also a transitional period of comics right now as well. Yeah, it really feels like at the beginning of the year, uh, coming up in January, there's going to be, like, so much new stuff and so many starting off points. Um I, I really like that. I mean, that that's the that's what they need to do for for new readers all the time. I actually jumped on in the new Fifty Two era is when I actually started reading comics. So it was a little bit later. I was out of college and I had some extra free time, and I was like, "Well, let me see." Like I've I had read comics before, just never actually collected and stuff. So it's really interesting to see the the progression of how much stuff there is now. Like you know, most people start with the superhero stuff because that's what's in the movies, but. Uh, once you start dipping out into the indie stuff, it's like there's a comic for pretty much anything that's out there, like any genre, any kind of story you want to you want to read. Yeah, I feel like if you like TV or you like movies, you're going to be able to find a comic that you like. Yeah. One, one of the things I enjoy is asking people, like, tell me a TV show or, or, a, or a movie that you like. And let's see if we can find a comic that you can kind of relate to. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice to take somebody new to the comic book shop. Uh, just kind of because it could be a little overwhelming. Uh, I, I, I can remember, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I remember missing out on some issues of Batman just because I didn't know, like, you know, they had subtitles and stuff. I was like, is this the regular Batman series? They make it really complicated. Marvel does, too, with the constant relaunches in volume ones. They do, which <laughs> is which is sad. And I think, you know. That, yeah, that's the hardest part about being in this hobby for newer people is like, oh, man, where do I start? And it's kind of as a critic, it's harder also to give like, where do you start? Because it depends on what, like, what character do you like? What stories do you like? Because like, I could really like Valkyrie. That doesn't mean you're going to really like Valkyrie. I might really like Red Mother because I like horror, but yeah. you might hate horror. So it's it's also kind of hard to recommend books as well. Yeah. And I always like try to quiz them a little bit. I'm like, well, what do you like? What stories do you usually like? And that's the easier way to recommend something. Yeah, well, that's another good thing because I wanted to ask you about uh, being, a, you know, reviewing comics, and uh, you you do it for a bunch of websites. What what's your approach when you or when you're reviewing a comic? Oh wow, um, that's a good question. So when I when I read a comic, I mean, I think you know every review is a bit subjective because you mm-hmm. you have your your favorite stuff you like. So I might really like the Power Pack because I've read a lot of Power Pack. So I'm like, I've enjoyed that. But that might not be for everybody. It might not be new reader friendly, blah, blah. Um, but I really try to take it from my own experience and my own enjoyment of the book. Um, if I was shocked or if there's like some good character beats, if it moved well. Uh, so I have a rating system usually to five stars, at least for my channel. So mm-hmm. five stars means like I literally see no negatives here, which it's a rarity to have a five star book. Um, I would say there's usually less than 10 a year and I review Mm -hmm. at least like 15 books a week. So it's a lot of books I have. uh, So, uh, and maybe sometimes even more. So yeah, I usually have about less than 10, five star, four and a half star means I really, really liked it. It was really good. 
Uh, four means it's like solid. Three and a half is like, oh, you know, it's passable is good. Three, like I'm on the border of like, oh, I don't know if yeah. you really need to pick this up. And then below that is when I'm like, all right, you, you probably don't need this issue. <laughs> I didn't quite love it, but this is it. So that's usually the the way I go for the rating system. Yeah. Is, is it hard to find a balance? So you're reading about 15 books to review and stuff like that. Is there hard to find a balance to squeeze stuff in that it's like just for you? Um, honestly, for my reviews, I really just do it. For, I mean, obviously, like I do it for other people, too, because yeah. people are watching. But like I don't cater my reading list to the people watching. Uh, I mean, unless someone recommends something it's like I think you'd like this. Check yeah. it out. Like, of course, like if I have time, I'll check it out. But if let's say uh, the new uh, King of Black book is coming out, I was making a uh, joke with one of my friends and he's been reading Venom. He's been really liking it. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't been able to get into Venom. So it hasn't been my thing. And I read Absolute Carnage, but I dropped it with issue one. And that kind of tends to happen with the event book. So, so I don't know if I'm going to read King of Black. I might read just the tie-ins because I'm not reading Venom. I don't think I'll really, you know, maybe I'll give issue one a try. But it won't deter me because I'm doing a review that I have to read issue two. It's like, but the people want it. Right. Um, if something big happens, I'll discuss that big thing that happens. I'll probably find out about it. And and sometimes for work, like for Newsarama, I'll have to read things I'm not really, you know, reading right now. And, you know, you have to do your uh, research. Yeah. But the stuff for the review, I try to read things that I actually like. And then I drop stuff if I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. And event books is a big topic. I mean, just not just within the community, but like in our podcast, we, we feel like sometimes they kind of hinder just the storytelling and the, and even the reader, like with the, look, I love the X-Men and I love the 10 of swords stuff that's going on, but having to commit to buying 24 books, like that's a lot for a new reader. And that's a lot to ask for any reader, really. It's a um, lot to ask. I agree. And then it, especially with the 10 of swords event, um, you actually have to read all the parts. Yeah. It's not one of those books where it's just like, well, I really like Marauders, so I'll just read that. Uh, this is like one of the rare events where it's all connected. And yeah. yeah, that is a lot to ask for. And I'm not a particular huge fan of events. Like I think I think you can make an event in within a comic book company by making a really cool series. Like a good number one that you're hyping up could be an event because yeah. an event really is just to get people excited like mm -hmm. oh you know marvel universe or dc universe are going to change forever because this big thing happened or your favorite characters are going to interact with each other um i think that needs to be done better but at the same time I, i've seen worse times for events <laughs> so at least i feel like we're in the middle ground now like we don't have as many and they're mostly decent yeah. but i've seen a time when it's just like every event was just <laughs> so bad yeah yeah i mean this this future state stuff looks really cool like even even just from the art and everything they put out uh that looks pretty exciting i don't know i mean dc's been in a transition phase for the past couple of months anyways and the comic industry as a whole just because of everything that's going on in the world uh but yeah i mean it it, it does it's nice to have something to look forward to uh in the upcoming months uh and you know, I, I, I'll, I'm a big X-Men fan and a big Batman fan, so I'll probably pick up anything from uh, either one of those just family of books. Is there is there some character that, that you just like, I'm picking up, you know, whatever's going on, I'm picking up that stuff? Oh, for sure. Like Spider-Man, no matter what's going on, I'll pick up The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Kitty Pride, anything she's in, I'll mm -hmm. pick up. 
Spider Girl. I'm a huge fan of not that she's in too much, uh, but from the franchises, uh, Barbara Gordon, Stephanie Brown. Yeah. So like the Batgirls, I'll, I'll pick up anything. Uh, I try not to drop Batman because I do like the Bat Family. Yeah. I also try to at least have one X Men book on my um, pull list. I will say it was a little harder before the Jonathan <laughs> Hickman stuff. I didn't quite like it that much, yeah. uh, so that was a bit harder. But yeah, there's definitely characters. Uh, you know, I, I try not to make it too many characters on that list, but uh, Kitty Pride and uh, Spider-Man especially yeah. is someone I'll... Spider-Man's easy to say because he always has a series going on. Yeah, yeah. it's And it's like, I haven't been consistently reading Spider-Man, but I jumped into the the Hunted storyline when it hit Comixology or mm-hmm. Marvel Unlimited. I was like, okay, there's no... Like, it's all there. I'm already paying for the service. There's no excuse for me not to go back and read it. And Craven's always kind of like, Craven's a really cool villain for Spider-Man, and at least in my opinion, I, I think he has interesting stories because he's a, he's an interesting villain, um, which Spider-Man has a lot of those. But yeah, that was one of my favorite things that's come out of Spider-Man recently. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay, now let's let's talk about your Kickstarter and and like father, like daughter, like how did how did that project come about? What what was it in your head that you were like, I'm gonna write a comic book, like. Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. So uh, about five years ago, probably more than that, it's probably like six now, um, I was in, I was taking a college class, a screenwriting, screenwriting class, screenplay. Um, and I wrote like Bob White Daughter as a screenplay originally. I was just like, I really want to do something superhero-esque. It was around the time of the New 52. There wasn't really like a lot of family drama stuff going on. I was like, I really want to write this, put the superhero genre on its head. Um, and then after that, I was like, I really want to do something with the story. I really like it. I want people to see it. And, you know, I was reviewing comics. I had the YouTube channel. So I asked, hey, you know, I'm looking for an artist. And I um, was actually able to, like, put the creative team together through that. And um, at the time, I worked for a publisher. They they actually found my YouTube channel. Uh, I now completely self-published the book. Uh, but, yeah, and obviously I've learned a lot about creating comics since yeah. then. Uh, and now we're up to issue seven of Life Follow Light Daughter, and uh, definitely no end there. Uh, issue eight is actually the end of the screenplay. Obviously the story has changed since then. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't want it to be stagnant for five years, but there there are beats from the screenplay that uh, pretty much happened in issue eight, uh, one big one in particular. So uh, after that, it's completely, you know, new, new story for me as well. And yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting for sure. Um, and what are, what are some of the challenges of just putting all this stuff together? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything's a challenge. Uh, making a comic, but it's so rewarding. Uh, definitely time, right? You got, you need time to write. That's one mm-hmm. job. You need time to promote it. You need, you, you need a budget to get it all together. I think that the biggest challenge is how many hats you have to wear as a writer. Um, you are the producer, you're the director, you're the writer, and you are the PR person. And yeah. you really see that with a Kickstarter as well. Because again, you need to know your budget. You need to talk to other people. You need to talk to a printer. You need to get your artist. You need to get a letter. You need to get this all together. Uh, you need to promote. You uh, There's just so much that goes into it. So you, There's just so much to learn about not just writing a comic, but it's producing a comic, yep. promoting a comic. Uh, so I think that's the challenge and, and also the fun is that you, you're in the driver's seat completely. You're in complete control. Okay. Um, so... There's a lot of people out there that that you know they really don't know how to how would how would they break into comics. Uh, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter like, "Well, just make comics." Like, which it I'm not it's, I'm not gonna say it's 
easy, but it's more accessible to do nowadays. Uh, you know, like we mentioned, webtoons and all that. Like, just the internet makes things a lot easier because you can be. I don't. I don't know where where your team is all kind of spread out throughout the place. Yeah, it's not. So I'm from New York. My artist is from like Pittsburgh. Uh, my letter is in Texas. My colorist is married to my letter, and we're actually we're friends before uh, the the lettering and the coloring of the book. But yeah. Point, and uh, my printer is in Florida, so we're we're all in different places. Okay, so so that's great that the, the internet kind of helps you do do the you know connect people and actually put together a project like this. But what what advice would you give to somebody trying to kind of break into and, and start doing comics? I think that you know I definitely get this question a lot, and even at conventions, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I really want to make a comic, and I think the, the well, I know the first thing I ask them is like, well, have you written a comic? And most of the time, they say no. Uh, so the first step is write the comic, learn about the craft, and you know, I've also gotten people who want to make comics because they want to like get it as a TV show or a movie, and they they've never read a comic in their life, and they're just like, oh, I want to make a comic, and it's like, no, you gotta you gotta study the medium, you gotta mm -hmm. understand the medium before you make comics. It's like trying to make a tv script without ever watching a tv show like how are you supposed to do that it's a different yeah. medium so that's one thing is study what you're trying to do and then after that you know you made the script uh find an artist so you have to there's so many places online uh to find artists and and see what fits your book um also save money because it's all going to cost you money out of your pocket mm -hmm. at first yeah. and then you know hopefully you can make a profit out of it uh, and have a strategy of how to make a profit and and understand budget, uh, budgeting is definitely a thing. Uh, you know, find your letter, find your colorist. You you gotta um, understand the in ins and the outs of what makes a comic. Find a printer, and and once you do all those things, you have a comic. Now you don't even have to print the comic. It could be a digital only comic, or we're just talking about webtoons. You could probably just have an artist and you. And, and maybe they know how to letter. You, you know, there's there's other avenues to do it, even if you have a smaller budget. You don't have to spend $5,000 on a comic. You could even go cheaper than that, depending on um, what platform you use and yeah. uh, depending how smart you are to budget your book and understanding your audience. That's great. Yeah, I mean, no, that, that all sounds like it's definitely something that obviously the more work you put into it, the the more work that you're going to get out of it, but it's not always something that people understand, like that there's so many steps to it. It's, it's interesting that comics is such a collaborative medium. And um, I'm amazed every week when I go pick up comics that they're actually getting published. Like there's so much that has to happen for that comic to, you know, get from someone's brain to the comic store, to a box in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love buying singles. I don't have enough room, but I, I love picking up singles. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, and it, it's a great hobby, whether you're uh, a creator or just a fan, somebody that enjoys reading them. Um, do you have anyone that's kind of influenced you or any, any particular writer or comic creator that, that you feel is an influence in your work? Oh, I would say Tom DeFalco has always been my biggest influence, mm -hmm. just because, especially for like Follow My Daughter in particular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably my biggest influence as a writer for this project. And I think just all the comics I've ever read influence your right. storytelling and, and how uh, you, you know, how you write. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so is there anything else you want to tell us about the Kickstarter? I know it's still going on for... This should be out in the next few days. We're recording on the 13th. So, we, you know, we still have some time. 
there's some pretty cool stretch goals, I think, from when I was looking at the at the project. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's there's so much you can get. So I'll just run down it. Um, like I said before, for a dollar at this point, you can get ten digital books. We're actually unlocking even more than that. Mm -hmm. I could tease that. Uh, so the more backers we get, the more digital books you get. Uh, we also, I will say one of the stretch goals, you'll be getting an expansion pack for the indie book. So you can, you're going to get a lot, a lot of free books. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I hope you find your new indie favorite with it. And, um, also there's a big variety of comics. That's just for a dollar. Anyone who backs it gets that. Uh, I also try to keep the books pretty cheap. So it's a $5 digital copy, uh, $10 for the physical. Um, then there's also catch up tiers. So if you've never read the book before, don't worry, you could do $20, $25 digital tier, uh, $40 for the trade issue five, issue six and seven. So you're getting seven books and the trade has extras in it. So you're getting like a lot of content for just 40 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then we have variant covers, which are pretty cool. We have one that um, features Invulnerable, our main uh, father, you know, the father of the book. And he's sad. He's upset. Stuff has happened to him. He, he, he he's looks, a little broken. Yeah. He looks a little beat up. And, uh, and his name's Invulnerable. How'd that happen? You got to read the yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I... I picked the lo-fi hip hop comic uh very Yes, yes. Because that one's I mean, I love I love that genre of music and I love the little, you know, video, but it, it looked pretty rad. I was like, this is this is kind of my thing, so I'm gonna go with that one. Thank you. Yeah, the one thing I really wanted to do with all the variants is just have like a different vibe for each. So that was like kind of the meme anime yeah. uh one. And then we have like the more well, we have the more realistic one with a vulnerable, but then we we have also this kind of like cool um I would also say more realistic one from Paper Cats, which mm -hmm. is our thumb. And that's between Casey. Spoiler alert, if you haven't read the book, but the books are out for this one. Uh, we find out that Casey's mom uh, is actually the villain of the story. Oh. She, yeah. So I won't say anything else because, you know, I don't want to spoil it. But she is the villain of the story. And, uh, well, I guess I could say she works for the KGB. So that's the, the second half of this book is about that. And okay. Yeah, so she's she's hiding in the shadows on that cover for a reason. Well, that's cool. That I mean, it brings a lot more. I was, you know, when I was going through and trying to make my picks, it brings a lot more information now. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty excited just to kind of get into a new book. Uh, I like. I'm, I've been getting more into just doing Kickstarters because I think it's important to support creators that are, just want to do something different. Uh, and there's such a large variety of comics in 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 Kickstarter. You know, outside of just your your capes or even the stuff that, you know, uh, some of the bigger guys like Image and Boom, they're doing great stuff. But I think there's just something about it's like kind of when you go to a, a farmer's market and you see somebody creating art there. Like it's not something you're just going to get at a store. Uh, For it's sure. Yeah, it's more personal, it feels like. Yeah, no, I agree. I love again. I, I love just finding art and stories in different places, and I agree. I think Kickstarter has such a different variety. And even if you still like the superhero stuff, mm -hmm. you're finding something that's not Spider Man or Batman yeah. um, because I feel like the indie mainstreams don't do as much superheroes as they used to. But Kickstarter still is. Or if you really don't like superheroes, which is totally fine, there's horror books, there's romance books, there's anthologies. There's all this different stuff. Again, going back to the fact that if you like TV and movies and you can find your favorite TV show or movie, you're going to be able to find your favorite comic book. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right. 
before I let you go, I want to ask just a few quick lightning round questions. Yeah. Uh, outside of comics, is there like something else you, you know, like another hobby or something that you, you enjoy? I, I would say, yeah, I mostly focus on comics, but again, I do love storytelling. So I actually went to school. Uh, I got my master's in TV writing. So that's another kind of big thing I enjoy. But yeah, writing in general um, is a is a big one for me. A anything cool you've watched recently? I'm watching uh, literally as we speak, uh, Bly Manor. So that, that's been pretty solid. And I watched Haunting of the Hill House before that. I enjoyed Haunting a little bit more. Uh, but enjoying Blind Matter. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've seen uh, I've watched Doctor Sleep recently, which is by the same creator, and it was a, it was amazing. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and then another thing I want to ask you: Is there a certain comic that you kind of recommend to new readers? Like these are comics one hundred and one. The you know this is these are a few books that you can kind of pick from, and from here you know you can start your path on on the comic book. Yeah. Again, it always depends on what type of reader you are, but I, Watchmen's a big one. I, I know mm -hmm. that, that might be tougher material, but that's an easy one to say. Go go pick this up. From Marvel, um, huh, I personally really like Wolverine and Kitty Pride, and I think that's a pretty easy jumping-on yeah. point uh, mm -hmm. X-Men story. That's one I really enjoy. Spider-Man that's a little tougher tougher honestly um i think just jump on to the new nick spencer run i think that a lot of times like the the the, the new runs are the easier ones like if you really want to get yeah. the dan slot stuff check out his first his first volume uh i i, I would recommend going to your comic book store and asking well where where does this start um and also indies are so easy to get into because there's usually not another volume so yeah. it's just like oh you really like revival go pick up all of revival uh, and that's a really good book but uh dc like batman pick it up from james tinian's beginning of batman uh but yeah i guess start with watchmen i don't know i feel like that's like the the easy go answer but it's a good book and i feel like it's an important book yeah it'll, it'll definitely give you a thing of like this is something that comics can do like comics isn't just it's not a comic strip from the newspaper like watchmen really tells you like you know, especially the you know the art. I think just it's my favorite thing about that book. Dave Givens is amazing, yeah. uh, and I mean it's led to kind of inspired a lot of uh, kind of a whole generation of not just readers but creators with things like the Watchmen show on HBO, yeah. which is also amazing. And now we get uh, people love it too. Yeah. They got to read comics then. Yeah, and now we get uh, Rorschach by Tom King. That's also another continuation, which you know. Uh, so it, it's very interesting that, and I, I, it's funny you brought up the dance law run because that's kind of when I jumped into comics, mm -hmm. and it was when that um, Superior Spider Man number one was going to come out. Yeah, and I was like, "What is happening? Why is?" <laughs> and then I went back and I bought the uh, seven hundred, so I could like read that. It, it's like a fifty page issue or something. Yeah, just so I could figure out what happened. Why is Spider Man different than? from what I had seen. I had read like Civil War and stuff like that previously while I was in college. But I was like, this Spider-Man does not feel like the Spider-Man that uh, I've known from like the movies and, and, and all this stuff before. So that, uh, that was definitely, I'm sure, an interesting jumping on point. From Dan Slott's run, I, I would say Spider-Island is actually a pretty uh, good, yeah, pretty good jumping on point. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I, I, I like the, there's a lot of body horror. Like it's not really mm. horror because the, it's not like Immortal Hulk art. <laughs> yeah, <I'm all> <laughs> but there's still a lot going on with people turning into spiders and stuff but 
Um, that one's great. Well, I, I think I want to wrap it up. I'm going to let you go, but definitely, uh, I, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome back anytime. We just kind of talk thank about you. comics and, uh, if you have any more projects or any other things you want to just talk about, um, cause you know, comics is kind of like the thing I enjoy to just talk about and wind down and outside of my day job. So, uh, just getting to know creators and people that, you know, that are doing this stuff for a living. It's really interesting to talk about the process, uh, which yeah, maybe of it, it just kind of doesn't get enough credit at how, how much goes into actually making a comic book. Um, I appreciate you, that you recognizing the credit of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I love it. I, I, I think one of the things that's really important is crediting everyone that you can. I know sometimes it's hard on the internet when you want to give a, a, a quick shout out to somebody that you liked on a book, but I, I find it very important to just anybody that you know that worked on that book. Like, you know, they put a lot of work into it, and I would feel bad if somebody came in a project that I worked on and like they didn't recognize that I was part of it so I can yeah. imagine that it's the same for for creators I uh, agree especially when art is a little bit more subjective than spreadsheets <laughs> so <laughs> true true yeah I always try to give credit to where credits do and yeah. and and also yeah seeing the craft of even lettering you know mm -hmm. even coloring yeah I mean those things can if they're really good they go unnoticed but if you know if they're if they don't happen properly you kind of they can make or break a book. Uh, yeah. But also, I want to send people over to your YouTube channel because I really enjoy not just the weekly videos for the reviews, but just the the little offshoots of different things that you kind of talk about. I really enjoyed the the Red Hood uh, bad girl thing that happened after Three Jokers. I'm sure a lot of people were like, what's going on? I need to talk a little bit more about that. Um, Thank you. So, I, I, I've been trying to keep consistent with it. I try yeah. to do at least one one a week and, and yeah. talk about some topic. Yeah, so those are really good. And I'll, I'll have you all those links on the on the show notes. But is there anything else you want to shout out while you while I have you here? You're good. Thank you. Again, the Kickstarter. Check out my Twitter at Comic Uno is probably the best place to find everything I'm doing, which is always a lot. Yeah, there's it's always very active. I then I see like all these creators that I'm following retweet your stuff, and I'm like, well, that's cool. So thank you. I, if you go to the Kickstarter, you can see some stuff by Scott Snyder's retweeted, and I'm like, well, that's amazing. Like that's you know, so uh, I I hope a lot of success for the Kickstarter. I can't wait uh, to get to read the book. A thank little you bit for later. the support. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I mean, anybody that's making comics is just kind of doing God's work in my eyes. So like you know, keep it going. So. Great. Uh, thank you, guys. This has been a Next Issue Podcast. Uh, you can find myself, Daniel, at Echo Spider on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at Next Issue Pod on Twitter. And you can go to our website, nextissuepodcast.com, for episodes. Uh, sometimes we do comic reviews. Um, not as often as we should, but we still try to put up stuff out there. The latest one we have was for Taskmaster Number 1 by Adrian. If you want to go read that. Uh, which I really enjoyed that book, but you can see what Adrian thought about it. Um, and remember, keep reading comics. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at 
Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo. Thank you.